Too often, marketers think that their end goal is getting the sale. But the truth is, that's actually the middle of the conversation. Curious? Well, you'll need to listen to the show to find out how to get to the end zone. Okay, here we go. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about full circle marketing with Wayne Mullins. Our guest today is the founder of Ugly Mug Marketing. He's a husband, father of four, founder, CEO, entrepreneur, and author. He's a generous soul, a risk taker, and an out-of-the-box, against-the-grain thinker and leader. And over the past 20 years, he has scaled multiple companies and helped hundreds of entrepreneurs do the same with their companies. He's also the author of a new book entitled Full Circle Marketing. Wayne, welcome to the show. Hey, Lorraine. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you because I love your approach, this idea that the conversation doesn't end with the sale. Tell me something. Why do you feel that way? I think, Lorraine, that you know my background is actually in sales. And so as a salesperson, that was my job. My job was to bring people to the point of the sale. But what I quickly discovered in that process is that if I actually nurtured those people, actually cared for those people, actually checked in with those people after the sale, that very often they would in turn tell their friends, their family members, their coworkers about the product or the service that I was selling at the time. And so that one little idea or that one little uh, nugget of insight or wisdom, if you will, really shifted my thinking about the way we as marketers often approach marketing. And I personally believe that we approach it in completely the wrong manner and in completely the wrong way. Okay, so if we have been doing this all wrong, how should we be approaching this? How should we be engaging with prospects, customers throughout the process so that they stay with us, so that they do want to talk to their friends and family about us? Sure, great question. I think the first thing is this, that all too often marketers confuse the term marketing with advertising. So advertising is really the piece of marketing that is about attracting the customer. I would argue that the other whole part of marketing is the keeping the customer or keeping the customer customer in such a way that they become an evangelist for our product, our service, or our brand. And I think that by default, though, we live in this world where we're always chasing the new thing, the the latest platform, the latest marketing tactic or technique. And so that teaches ourselves or we teach ourselves to be short-sighted, to not follow through with people, to not check in with people. And I don't know about you, but the world we live in, the, the area that we live in today, every single person has this little device that they carry in their pocket or their purse that gives them the ability to broadcast a message to the world. And so as marketers, we can leverage that if we choose to. In other words, we can turn those customers that we've attracted to our business, to our organization, into evangelists, often with just a little bit of forethought, a little bit of strategy, and just a little bit more effort than we've already gone through. 
Sometimes people think that this all happened with the advent of the cell phone, but there were actually studies done starting in the late 1980s by the federal government, their TARP studies on customer satisfaction and keeping customers. And the funniest thing was that the number one reason people changed brands or service providers, even back then, was simply that they felt the company didn't care about me. Yeah. So the, the, the age of the internet and cell phones, I think, has multiplied that and made it much faster. But I also think it's really easy if you remember that your customers do have that cell phone to maybe leverage that as part of your marketing. Yeah, absolutely, Lorraine. I think that that study, it hasn't changed. And I, I do agree that it's accelerated, right? That cycle has uh, accelerated because on our devices, the same devices that we can share with the world about a good experience or a bad experience, we can also discover new products or new services literally with you know a couple of swipes, a couple of clicks, whatever it may be. And you know the whole premise behind what we attempt to, to practice here and what the book is about is this idea that there's this whole other side that we as marketers, as entrepreneurs, as leaders have the ability to tap into, but we have to shift our thinking. We have to shift our mindset and we have to shift our beliefs about what this thing called marketing actually is and actually means. Okay. So you've piqued my curiosity and I want to start making these shifts. What are some of the first things I need to do to make this transition to full circle marketing? Step number one is just stepping back and realizing that A, we're, we've got to put some time and attention to existing customers. So step one, that's super obvious. But step two is this, that oftentimes we deceive ourselves about the quality of the experience that people have when they deal with our organization. So Bain and Company did this study where they surveyed 4,000 small business owners across the United States. And they asked the owners of these companies, they said, on a scale of one to five, how great of service do you provide? So one's terrible, five is phenomenal. Where do you rank yourself in terms of the level of service that you provide through your products and services? And 80% of those business owners said that they were number five, they were phenomenal in terms of delivering their product service and, and experience that their customer had. And so Bain and company, they were smart enough to say, huh, something's not right with this number. This seems too good to be true. So they went back to those same companies and they said, would you mind if we actually surveyed your customers, some of your customers to see what they think? And so they went back to the customers of those same companies. And Lorraine, only 8% of those customers said that, yes, I believe this company provides remarkable, phenomenal service to me. And so we have to evaluate, do we actually provide the remarkable level of service that we believe we provide? And the simplest, simplest exercise that we recommend people do is go down the process that anybody interacting with your company would go through. So whether it's they pick up the phone or they send an email or they go to your website and ask yourself this question, what does a reasonable person have the right to expect during this specific part of the process? And then just simply answer the question, what does exceeding those expectations look like at each step? And what does not hitting or not meeting the expectations look like. Once you complete that list for each of the areas or each of the steps in that process, you now have a litmus test. You can now hand that sheet of paper 
to someone and say, I want you to evaluate how we do. So if we if our customers expect us to answer the phone in two rings, but it takes us five, did we hit expectations or did we not? So the litmus test, evaluating whether or not what we believe to be true is actually true is another great step. I love that activity. There were times in our organization where there were things that we really felt set us apart. And we hung our hat on, and one of them was answering the phone on the first ring. That was our norm. We recognized that was delighting customers. Now, where we tripped up was it might take half a day to get an email to somebody, or it might take a day. And so going through that exercise at every point, every of those moments of truth and really evaluating are we as good at each step? That is a really powerful activity for any business. I loved your words, moments of truth, because at each of those interactions, there, there's two sides to the equation. There's what we believe is taking place. And then the other side of that is what they're actually experiencing, what they're actually feeling on their end. So whether someone feels something or not, the fact that they're feeling that thing is their reality, whether we agree with it or not. Right? We, may not, we may look at that thing and say, well, they don't have the right to feel that way. But the truth is what they feel is what they feel. And so I say we have to look in the mirror. We have to say, okay, like you said, your term, I love it. At each of these moments of truth, are we willing to look at the truth and be honest to that truth? Or are we just going to keep you know, jumping back over and trying to find more new people to dump in the funnel and, and sell something to again? And hope that our mediocre experience is good enough for them. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. And I love this idea of really focusing in on your customer experiences, because at the end of the day, as as you said, it's their reality. You may think you're delivering adequate service, great service, but if your customers don't think so or think they can get better somewhere else, they ain't coming back. You know, this tool, this thing called the, the smartphone or the internet or whatever these things that make it now so easy for people to find other products or, or other services, that same tool that oftentimes we look at as a negative for us also has the potential to be such a huge, powerful force in our businesses. Mm-hmm. If we learn to leverage it, if we learn to, like you're saying, create these moments, right? These moments that are remarkable, these moments that are memorable, these moments that are shareable. It will completely transform the way people talk about us, the way people think about us and what they feel towards us. Wayne, this has been great. And I am hoping that all of our listeners will think this conversation is remarkable and shareable. And I'm going to encourage anybody who's listening, if we have piqued your curiosity, you're going to want to look for a copy of Full Circle Marketing available on Amazon and other places where you can look for books. Exactly. It's anywhere you can find books there. You should be able to find a copy of full circle marketing. Awesome. Well, we'll have a link to that in the show notes, as well as your website, ugly mug marketing. So people can learn more about you. Sounds great, Lorraine. Thanks again for the great conversation. Thank you. 
If you've enjoyed today's conversation and would like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Subscribe to MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.